This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 227, Saban's Power Rangers 2017. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, the podcast about strangers and aliens in multiple different fictional universes. Some might say it's rangers and aliens. Oh, yes, yes. Some uh, might say no. that indeed. Some <laughs> might say that indeed. Would. Yeah, we also talk about Jesus and Christianity and how all this stuff uh, applies together in our lives. Hi. I'm one of the hosts, Evan David, and I am more excited than the other hosts to be here this evening. <laughs> the, <laughs> your, your next host would be Benjamin Avery. Howdy! I'm here and to, to talk about this thing. That's right. And we have Steve McDonald. Hi, everyone. I didn't see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're here. For the second time, is it this year? The second time this year where we're doing a Strangers and Aliens episode about the Power Rangers. Aren't you glad you invited me on the show? Yeah, so we're going to talk about this movie that came out last weekend and that we saw. Mm -hmm. And it's not life. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It is not life. Not life. That's not not the movie I went to see on my evening when I had time to go see a movie. It is not that delicious cereal. No. It is not that fun family board game. It is not the magazine. It is not the BBC nature thing. It's, <laughs> and it is also not the horror sci-fi movie that came out last weekend. No, it's the other horror sci-fi movie that came out last weekend. At least it was horror for some people. Well, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. I did see this movie. And so did I. Steve did not, because after the RoboCop fiasco, I will not ask Steve to try and see a movie that's really not a movie that Steve needs to see. There was a RoboCop fiasco? (laughs) Yes. Steve, do you remember the RoboCop fiasco? I remember RoboCop. Do you remember Uh, how I went and saw it, and then I said, I want to record something about this. Can you go see it? And you're like, yeah, I can try and see it. And I believe you missed the beginning and had to leave early because you were in the middle of a bus run and there was some mess up with the the time and and how you got to the theater. But then um, you you ended up paying full price for a movie ticket that you didn't even finish the movie. Well, the the funny thing is I I almost paid full price because I got there. The only showing 
was like this $18. You had to wear like six different pairs of sunglasses or something. I didn't even know exactly what it was. And then I, I didn't have exact uh, uh, exact amount of money to pay for it. And the That's girl was right. Like, the girl was just like, oh, just go right in. And But it was close. It was like, you know, 30 cents off or something. Nice. And then I got in there and then it was – it was trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer. There was like I'm That's serious. That's what it was. Half an hour of trailers, and I'm like, when is this ever going to get to the point where we're actually going to see a movie? And then the movie started, and then it was a little over halfway done, and I got the phone call. Hey, can you come pick us back up? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did end up seeing the rest of the movie. I think it was on Netflix or something, uh, but it was like long past the, you know, <laughs> we had recorded the episode. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Long, long, long before. before. Yeah. So I'm not going to make yeah. Steve go out of his way to see something after I did that to him. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, me and Ben saw it and we're going to do a little uh, non-spoiler section here. So I don't know where you want to start talking about this, Ben. I don't either. Uh, I guess we could talk about the experience okay. a little bit. Okay. Uh, when I went and saw the movie, it was Tuesday night, and it was one of those where you have to pick your seat. Oh, nice. And there were seats in the front row and two seats in the back corners. It was a sold-out show. Yep. Tuesday night. We went and saw it, I think, on Sunday night, and it was the same thing. Packed-out show in the... The Cinema 14, the more expensive one. That's the one I went to. Mm. But it was Tuesday night, so it was the discount ticket. Nice. So I only spent $5 on the ticket, plus $1.50, because when I looked at I was just finding out, how much does this ticket cost? And I thought, I'll just check and see how many people are in the theater. And so I started going through the process, not intending to buy the ticket right. on the Fandango app. But I had to buy the ticket on the Fandango app and spend the extra $1.50, because it was almost sold out, and I was going to have to sit in the front row if I didn't buy the ticket on my app. Nice. <sighs> Shantae and I went and saw it on a date uh, while my parents were up visiting, and they watched the baby. And, uh, yeah, I think she really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't I don't know how much we want to say without doing spoilers here. Well... Let's start with our rating. We, we, I guess. we can. So sort of start with history with, of, with the Power Rangers with us? We've maybe? talked a little bit about that, but yeah. my history with the Power Rangers is I was, I've been aware of it since the beginning. Okay. How's that? Yep. Uh, I didn't really watch it much, but I did watch it some because it was Japanese. Uh, there was monsters, and I was interested in it on a, a level of uh, – you know how I said I was in, into Battle of the Planets when I was mm -hmm. a kid? And that was something that they had taken that was Japanese and they had added in scenes and they changed the story a bit. And so I was always interested in that. And just the idea of what it was was interesting to me. But I have heard of people who were in college at the time that I was in college, which is when I, I started college in 92. And that's when this started. And I was not one of those guys who had his group of friends to watch this on Saturday mornings on Fox. I... I wasn't even aware that people were doing that, <laughs> but I realized my group of friends were not TV friends. We didn't watch TV together. We watched movies together, Nice. which also then explains why I kind of got out of Star Trek for a little while there because I wasn't watching Deep Space Nine and the last few seasons of Next Generation on TV when they were first coming out because my friends and I were not watching TV together. Wow. Yeah, it was... 
I finally realized, oh, because my friends weren't those kind of guys. We weren't TV people. We rented movies and watched those late night. Nice. So interesting. You know, all the, the thoughts back to the past that something like this can bring up. Yeah. It was bringing back some heavy nostalgia for me. Power Rangers was my first, I think my first ever superhero TV show that I watched. Yeah, I even watched that before Batman the Animated Series. And uh, I grew up with it. I loved it. I had some emotional moments with the show. Uh, Power Rangers was my first plot twist I ever experienced. Um, The Green Ranger lost all of his power and went away. And then they were getting the White Ranger. And it was a really big, huge event on the show. And it was the Green Ranger come back as the White Ranger. Spoiler alert. And see, I knew about that. As it happened, I was hearing about it, seeing things about it. My dad had to tape it for me while I was at church. (laughs) And then I came home and he said, Evan, I know who the White Ranger is. I was like, don't tell me. Or no, I did. I asked him to tell me. He's like, no, you got to watch it. So um, at one point I was crying over the show because the Power Rangers were losing terribly on the show. And my dad had to come in and talk to me and said, have the Power Rangers ever lost before Evan? (laughs) And I said, no. He said, do you think they're going to lose this time? No. And then it was a cliffhanger episode. (laughs) (laughs) See, Dad? (laughs) So, I mean, I was heavily invested. And and as a kid, you know, I... I first, I don't know if you guys remember these, but I first found out about the Power Rangers at a, like, Kmart. And they had one of these, um, it was like you bought a board with a background on it, and it had little, little plastic stickers that you could put on the board. It's kind of like flannel graph, but without the flannel. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, color forms. Maybe, okay. And yeah. that was the first time I ever seen Because they, they weren't stickers that you were sticking on there. They right. were They were, like, plastic. Yep. That would cling to it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Coliforms. Yep. yep. So that was my that was my first one that I and I was like, what are these? These are cool. And I asked my mom, Mom, you know, I want to watch this show. And she said, Well, it comes on at like eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, Man, that's early. Can you wake me up to go watch it? So she had, she woke me up <laughs> to go to get up and go watch it. And I went in there and started watching it. And it's you know the Power Rangers. And I'm thinking, this is a really long commercial. <laughs> Because they weren't cartoons. I was expecting cartoons because the color forms were animated, you know? And so I was like, when is this commercial going to be over? I was like, no, this is the show. And then once, you know, they turned into the Power Rangers, then I was all on board. It was great. Mm -hmm. So I've got a long, long history with this show, and I just really enjoyed it growing up. So it brought back some heavy nostalgia for me being in the theater, seeing all the stuff. So Yeah, and, you know, I say I didn't watch much, but I still could name – a handful, well, not a handful, because a handful will be five, I guess, yeah. which would be all of them. But most of them, I can name Billy and Trini and uh, Kim and Red. I can't remember. Leader of the Argonauts. And then there's Tommy, but Tommy wasn't. Tommy was number six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, Joni and Chachi. <laughs> and, and and they they loved each other. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but and every once in a while, the other thing I really liked about the franchise was the reinvention of the franchise. And so every once in a while, I'd watch a Saturday morning Power Rangers just to see, okay, so what is this Power Rangers Zero Force 12 or whatever, you know? <laughs> and what is this Time Force oh, and this Dino Time Force mm. and this Space Dino Time Force? Mm. And just to see how they were kind of 
because I that's something that I like. I like seeing how franchises build and grow and and this is a long long running franchise if you're Over taking it back to super seasons. sentai yeah if you take well, it back to super yeah. sentai you're talking 1975 wow around in there wow. uh because this is around the time of kamen rider and before it was after ultraman but definitely building on ultraman mm-hmm. and i think it was i say 75 but i thought that maybe battle of the planets or gachaman was first in being that first kind of team of five yeah, that, I think it was 73. Um, but then Gachaman, because of Star Wars, ended up coming over to the States in around, what, 78 or whatever. But, um, yeah. yeah. And that that team structure, it's a great structure. Yeah. A team of five. Um, and let me say this. I, as a kid, you had no idea that this was a Japanese import show. At least I did. None of my friends did. See, I I did because I had read about it. Like I I somehow from another source found out. Well, that and that's you were what an was. adult. Yeah, I, I, when yeah. it came out, you know, I'm like five. You know, when I'm first seeing this thing, <laughs> and you know, no clue. And then I go back to watch it, you know, as an adult, and I'm like, there's Japanese writing on the side of that bus, an <laughs> <laughs> Angel Grove, California. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway okay so that's that's kind of a history there mm-hmm. um let's just give our what do you what do you, what do you give the rating on this one ben uh we're what? going out of five correct out of five yes that's that's the strangers and aliens way that's right how many rangers out of five do you give this uh i want to hear your rating first okay as the super fan of the three of us i'm struggling between a three and a half and a four hmm well struggle no more I'm giving it a four. Okay. I give it a solid four. If you listen okay. Welcome Level 7, you know that's uh, – a solid four for me means it's above average but not the heights of greatness. Right. Yep. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I'm glad you knew. I was. I was in the theater and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, <laughs> I could be watching Life right now. I don't know if Life is any good, <laughs> but that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but – as I'm sitting there and it starts. How about that cold open, huh? Yeah. The cold open was engaging. The teen characters were felt genuine. Yeah. Multidimensional. Um, yeah. And very realistic. They had problems and they were definitely teen movie character problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then one of the characters, it's ripped straight from the headlines, you know, and the the things that she had to deal with with bullying and cyberbullying and stuff like that. I mean, it's just wow. Okay, and they they went there, and then um, interesting fun fact, people. And I don't know if I don't know if this counts as a spoiler. It's not really a big spoiler. Does it count as an actual fun fact? I think so. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. This movie is the uh, contains the first ever, at least on film, uh, superhero on the autistic spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they did a pretty good job with him. Yeah. I felt like he was not uh, – the the movie did not make fun of him. Characters in the movie did. Yeah. But the movie itself just treated him like a character. And it was great. He wasn't like a, um after-school special problem yeah. or anything like that mm-hmm. uh, where, hey, let's learn about people who are different than us. It was <laughs> also not like the movie was making him the brunt of – Movie jokes. Now, there were some characters I felt like were unfairly the brunt of movie jokes as far as like 
the movie itself actually doing things that makes them look stupid. Mm. And, um, but yeah. And then you have, um, a character who is dealing with (laughs) just bad life choices and what is he going to do about that? And what is he going to do about the way his dad is feeling about these choices that he's made? And if, the father-son relationship felt genuine. I felt like this is a decent teen superhero movie. I felt like it would feel in in place with the MCU. Yeah, I could see that. The way that they were doing things, they were still acknowledging there's some goofiness here. Mm-hmm. But we have to do the goofiness. But we're going to try and make it as realistic as possible, except for the goofiness. And then we're just going to do it. You know? <laughs> yes. and, and they did. And there was some real goofiness. Especially toward the end. There wasn't a lot, though. No, not a lot. But there's a moment, basically the act break between Act 2 and Act 3. Which is a drastic act break. Yeah. When you're going from the problem has been set up and they're at their darkest moment and then... Now it's the TV show. And now it's (laughs) Act 3 when they do the final battle. Whereas it is an episode of the TV show. It felt like it. it Like beat for beat. And it got cheesy too. It did get a little bit cheesy there at the end, but at the same time, in some ways they kind of earned it. Yep. Yep. In other ways, I wish they had kept some of the tone they were already going with, but yeah, all things considered, I didn't mind that I spent that money in that time. Nice. So that's surprised to hear that Ben. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've been holding back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that you didn't know <laughs> that's how I was thinking because gotcha. I wanted you to squirm a little bit that you made me see this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, would this be the first time that I've made you see something that you really didn't want to see? Because you've done that to me. Oh, I know. Times. I know. And that's why <laughs> I explained to the kids when I went to see this movie, I was telling my kids, I'm going to go see this movie. So see you in the morning kind of thing. Cause I'm leaving right now and you're going to bed. <laughs> and and they're like, Dad, why are you seeing this movie? Are you seeing it because you're going to do something about it with Evan? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I kind of have to do this because I've made him watch a number of things that you – know. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. for the show, man. Yeah, it's yeah. for the show. It's all for you, the people, to entertain you on your drives and your walks and your lonely nights. <laughs> And you're not so lonely. And you're nights. not so lonely nights. Yes. Um, <laughs> By the way, there's a Megazord sitting on the desk. There, are, there is right here. I have brought my Megazord, and I'm sure I've told this story before. But you know, I'd always wanted the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megazord toy, um, and my cousin had it. I saw it when I was 20 when I was walking through the store, and I bought that thing as soon as I saw it, no hesitation. And now I have it, and here it's here on Ben's desk. It's awesome. My wife told me to bring it. How about that? What a great wife. Um, yep. There it is. <laughs> so, okay. So you've given, we've given it, I'll give it four stars. Um, so who would you recommend it to? And then we'll go on to spoiler territory, I guess. Uh, I recommend it to people who like Power Rangers that are older fans. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the interesting things about Power Rangers, when you think about it, is normally a movie like this would come out after it's been gone for a while. Power Rangers has not gone away. Yeah, it's still here. There has not been a time when there really wasn't a Power Rangers series. And there's, I mean, the I'm not sure when the last one was, but there's been Power Rangers series pretty much straight through from whatever, 92 until 
today. Yep. And somehow keeping continuity. Some, somehow. Somewhat, yeah. 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 And, and I don't know all the continuity details. I don't know. You know, I can't name any characters beyond the, the originals. Um, but it hasn't gone away. Whereas with Star Trek, with Star Trek's reboot, Star Trek was away for how many years, you know? And uh, with a lot of the nostalgic things, they go away for a while and then they come back. And this is definitely targeting or trying to target and say, okay, all you people who remember the first generation of Power Rangers, come and see it again because that's what this is. It's a retelling, a reboot, reimagining of the original five characters. Mm-hmm. Um, come and enjoy it, you know, and bring your kids. But I would say, I would definitely say it's not for younger viewers. Yes. Uh, and I would say really the older viewers who are going to come as far as like teen viewers, uh, it's a PG-13 rating. Uh, and they earn it. They they do. There's some very off color jokes in there, which I th- was caught off guard. I mean, mm. the first joke of the movie, yes, yes. is very off color. Um, and and I can't they put that in and completely unnecessary. Yeah, you know, uh, and and it's not even that the, you have teenagers joking about this. It's that the, again, the movie itself is kind of making fun of these teenagers by having them do something that is completely stupid mm. that no one would possibly could possibly. Do I don't know about that. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with... I'm sure this has happened. I, oh, I don't or think so. Or the equivalent of something like... We're not going to spoil it. But. No, I, I mean, there are people who do it on purpose because they are animal husbandry people. I'm no, but I'm not talking about that. I'm I, talking about that okay. as the first I, joke no, of the movie. I was talking about the actual prank itself. Not no, not the prank. Yeah. I'm talking about the joke that has to do with gotcha. uh, a bull being mistaken for a cow. Yes. And unfortunately, not having four udders. Let's just leave it at that. What are you guys talking about? Exactly. <laughs> but the they had the characters do that, and it's just that doesn't even make sense. The prank at the beginning is good. It's a great setup yep. for the characters and stuff like that. But uh, so there's stuff there, and then there's also very, I mean, it's very topical. As like I said, there's cyberbullying involved, and there's um, very frank discussions about uh, relationships and and those kind of things. So I think anyone that would go to the movie as a teenager, you've got some things to talk about with them, mm-hmm. and potentially some good conversations could really come out of it. Yeah. Um, and some of the thoughts and themes and, and and things that the movie is trying to say about accepting people and um, you know not uh, you know being better, being better than who you are, but not losing who you are in the process mm-hmm. and and things like that. There's some good conversations to have, but they're mature conversations. Yeah. And well, the tagline of the movie is you know together we are more. So there's a lot of yeah. Oh, team is definitely yeah. one of those big things where you know they have to join together. I mean, literally, if you know how power Rangers work, you know, they're going to form a great big giant megazord. Yep. And of course that's a, a reality of the show. And it's also a metaphorical reality of the theme. Yes, indeed. So (laughs) that's what I recommend it to those is superhero people, you know, sci-fi people. Not everyone's going to like it, but it's better than you're going to, you're, you would expect. Yeah. And I'd say the same. Um, Definitely not for I, definitely not for kids. 
um, just because of the, there's some situations also that are a little risque in there. And, uh, yeah, the, a lot of the conversations are more mature. If you want to have kids watch it, just skip to the last half hour <laughs> and, uh, they will really enjoy themselves. <laughs> um, all the fighting there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yep. of fighting there. Um, just use the vid angel, uh, the, the vid angel um, <laughs> thing where you can cut out everything but the violence. That's right. Yep. You know, and you'll be fine. Use the thematic vid angel where you can cut out the <laughs> themes and keep the violence and then you're good to go. Wow. That's right. Yeah. You'll, and you'll love it. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, vid angel is still illegal. I'm just going to throw it out there. Well, they still aren't around. They, they're, they're working dealing on it, with though. their law, their lawsuits. We'll have an episode about it. me and Steve can talk about it. Um, sure. You can cut me out of the conversation if you no, want. No, you but... you can come in. I just didn't know if you wanted to be a part of the conversation. Um, but you're more than welcome. Anyway, this is a different topic. My only other caveat, my mandatory caveat, um, is with the magic stuff. And I had a really, I had a rough time figuring out if I was going to go see this. Me and Ben were talking about this uh, beforehand. Just because uh, the show, when I went back to watch it as a as an adult, uh, I was watching my favorite story arc, which is where the Green Ranger shows up and just hands the Power Rangers butts to them. And uh, there was a scene in there that was really dark and really like dark witchcrafty magic, and it really put a bad taste in my mouth for the series. But praying through it, I decided to go see it, and it was, there's some definitely some creepy supernatural-ish sort of things going on, but nothing in the the thing that would indicate that it's it's magic-y, but it just had that feel to it. So that's my caveat there again. But Well, and they go with the bad guys. It is it is creepy. Yeah. It is creepy bad guy stuff. And uh, the bad guy, Rita Repulsa, mm-hmm. is over the top, but at the same time, gross. And scary. And scary. And and evil, and and brutal. Hmm. So uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for the non spoilers. Uh, check out the movie, Steve. I I think you'd like it if you watched um, it. Okay. <laughs> if you were on an airplane, Steve. <laughs> if you're on an airplane and that's the movie that's playing, you would. It would be well worth your time to put on headphones. Yeah, if I was trapped it, like clockwork orange-like, I think, you know, if, if my eyes eyeballs were forced to be opened uh, for two hours at a time and I was forced to watch this, I, I think I could make it through it. Because it, it's it, akin to the MCU movies, It right? is, it is. If this was, no, if this was a movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and instead of being the Power Rangers, it was five, it was X-Men. Hmm. If, it, if it was the original five X-Men. And they're doing this story, learning about their mutant powers. And I don't know how you'd work in that final battle with the giant stuff monster fighting the giant robot, but <laughs> it, it would work. And I would, it would feel of a kind with, with the Marvel universe, with the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. So yeah, the, I, I, I think you would be pleasantly surprised, but if you paid money for it, Steve, I don't know if you would feel as good about it. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's jump right, into then. spoiler territory, Ben. Let's play spoiler organ. And I'm getting my keyboard out now, flipping on the organ. Spoilers. 
spoilers. Spoilers. All right, Evan. Spoil away. So. Steve, you okay with spoilers, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> well, what if you were on that airplane? And then you know what happens on the movie before you watch the movie on the airplane. You know, that's that's all. I'm not planning on being on an airplane anytime soon. So. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll spoil away then. So our first main character we see is Brian Cranston. Yeah. as a And this is what drew me in is because this is the legacy. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. I realized, oh, they're showing previous Power Rangers. Yeah. Alien and they're showing Power them Rangers. die. Yeah. And then the armor comes off. And you realize that's not human. This is really neat. Yep. And it's Brian Cranston as a creepy Prometheus alien Power Ranger. Yep. So, yeah, it that drew me in for sure. Something super interesting about this is there is a, a well-known fan film. I don't know if you've seen this. I have not seen it. But no. it's like a rated R, gritty, gritty fan film mm-hmm. about the Power Rangers that takes place in the future. And... This is almost like they they took a scene out of that, and it's the opening sequence. I'm I'm convinced that there is some inspiration being huh. drawn from that fan film to put in this uh, in this opening scene because it's like you said, like the Power Rangers are dying; they're just getting killed. This is the and, end of the last generation of Power Rangers, or at least those particular Power Rangers. Who knows what else is out there in the galaxy right yep. now? But they die on Earth, protecting Earth, and and spoiler, Rita is there. And she's a Power Ranger. She's Green Ranger. Yep. Which is brilliant. <laughs> Wait, guys, that is a brilliant I loved it. Move. I thought it was really neat. Because in the show, Rita is the one who forms the Green Ranger, who takes down the Power Rangers. And it's kind of like their ultimate foe at first. And then he eventually joins the team. But what a brilliant move. And I, I noticed in the trailer that she had the green power coin in her staff. Well, I don't care about the references to the old stuff as far as just being a good motivating force for Rita, you yeah. know, and a, it ties her in to Brian Cranston's Zordon uh, and it gives her a much better origin than she gets found in the moon Dude, trash I, can. I missed thing. the space dumpster. I was like, how are they going to do the space dumpster? They didn't. Space dumpster. That's what it was. That's what it was. I missed what? it. <laughs> well, in the original series, astronauts find this hatch basically on the moon and open it up and it releases Rita Repulsa, this, the, the witch. And, right. and a couple of her henchmen or whatever. And, what, she's coming out after, what, 10,000 years or something? Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. See, I know this stuff. Time to conquer Earth. I can't quote it like you, but I know this stuff. But anyway, I I feel like this is a good retcon of her origin. I wanted the space dumpster somewhere. Uh, but yes. You know what, yes, though? You good. may not be getting the space dumpster, dumpster exactly, but... She's I, going to the moon, babe. She was heading to the moon. At the end of the thing. Okay, that was one thing. Let's just skip to the very end. (laughs) What a weird way to finish off the villain. They backhand slap her into space. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. it. But it was a... (laughs) 
but it was a Chekhov's gun callback. <laughs> yes. To you know, Chekhov, Chekhov slap the bad guy. Yep, man. From the beginning of the movie, I just thought that was such a weird way to end it. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Wow. Because it's one of those. It's one of those. Surrender now, and we'll have mercy on you. You know. And then the bad guy's like, nah, I'm going to lunge at you and, and try to finish you off. And then he, you know, gets his just desserts. But she lunges at a backhand. Now you're going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but they, it was the escalation, too. Yeah. Like, yep. and, and so there's a little bit of release there in the humor. But the escalation of here's this giant monster and now it's fighting, fighting. And then, oh, we want. No, wait, she's merging with the giant monster. And now they're fighting again. And now. Oh, but now it's done. Whoa, wait, she's jumping at them with a spirit slap. (laughs) 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 Yep. Okay, so Ben, after the movie, did you have like this overwhelming urge to go get a Krispy Kreme donut? I did not. (laughs) They're too sweet for me. I like them, but I I don't seek them out. I agree. I agree. But yeah, Krispy Kreme... (laughs) was it's not only a sponsor apparently of this movie it was a plot point it's a ma- it's the major plot point in the movie <laughs> the crystal of life that every planet that has life has is buried beneath Krispy Kreme <laughs> wow it is but it's hilarious because Rita you know she's from another planet so the like she interrogates one of the rangers. Where to, is Krispy Kreme? Yeah, she's like, where is the crystal? It's Krispy Kreme. Ah, oh, Krispy Kreme. It must be a special place indeed. It is. It is. <laughs> but so the bad guy is marching through town with a giant monster at her heels to find the Krispy Kreme, so they can dig down and find the crystal. And I'm just thinking to myself, you don't have to be that accurate. If you're going to dig, then just start digging. You know the vague vicinity (laughs) of the area. Just start digging, you know, and broaden your hole and... But before they start digging, she has to enjoy a tasty Krispy Kreme donut. She does. (laughs) Well, she goes there because that's the the point where they're going to start digging. And she's just examining what this thing is. Yeah. (laughs) That was so funny. (sighs) Well, and I knew that Krispy Kreme had... uh, a tie-in with this because I was at work. Well, I did not. Oh, yes, I did. And I saw a box of Krispy Kremes and it had the collars on it. I thought, that's weird. That's a, oh, it's a tie-in. Yeah. I realized what the collars were. And then uh, I saw the, the lightning bolt on the, the box then after that. And it's like, oh, definitely. You're right. I saw it in the grocery store. I didn't didn't put two and two together until just now. That's so, that's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh, then man. any other standout plot points you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, the whole thing, it's an origin story. Mm-hmm. It's a, we have to overcome our differences. It's the breakfast club. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've the, not seen the breakfast okay. club, but I, even I know it's the breakfast club. It's, it's the not breakfast club. Seen it. Um, fortunately it wasn't entirely the breakfast club. It was just three of the five. Gotcha. We're in Saturday school together. <laughs> and then the other two were hanging out at the place, just hanging out in the place. And you know, I feel like they did a decent job of showing they were drawn there. I mean, they were all there with purpose. Right. You know, and it was a coincidence, but it wasn't. Like, to me, it was not that, okay, oh, we just all happened to be here at this place at this time. There's an element of that, but it feels like it's an 
they just happen to be there at this place at this time because they're supposed to be. Right. And Zordon talks about that, how it's their destiny. Yeah. They were born for this. And I was okay with it because at the very beginning, Zordon buries the coins or whatever they are and says, you know, seek out those who are brave and true and worthy or whatever or something like that. And so, yeah, but they are definitely much more kids with attitude. Yes, they are really teenagers (laughs) with attitude. (laughs) <laughs> and, they, uh, and they look more like teenagers in this one yeah. than they do in the show. It's weird, though. Um, Kim. Kimberly. She was the only one that, to me, looked like she belonged in Power Rangers on TV. She looked a lot like Is, is that why? Because she looked like the original? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, the guy who played Red Ranger, Jason. He looks nothing like. He looks nothing like it. But you know who yeah. he reminded me of? Chris Pine. Yeah, I can Chris see Chris Pine's that. Captain Kirk. Yeah. Uh, and he fell into that leadership position nicely. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole football pl- subplot that they had going on where he basically, because he was in a terrible accident that he caused because of the pranks that they were doing, um, he's he's off the team because he's he's And lets the whole town down. Yeah. And so the whole town, they, their team is not a winning team anymore. And he's on house arrest. And there's all these different things that are they're going into that. Um it worked. Yeah. It, all, it worked. All the character stuff for the, the five rangers and, and Zordon and Alpha, they, I thought it was all very well done. Alpha worked. Yep. I thought it was all very well done. Rita I had some trouble with just because her motivations were a little bit muddy for me. Um, I understand she wants ultimate power, and that's a good motivation. But yeah. other than that, it was really vague. As she was... What what it comes down to is she's willing to sacrifice all life on Earth because she wants power to live forever, kind of thing. With that's why she's going after that crystal. Gotcha. That's the way I was taking it, and I didn't quite get that, but okay. Well, I can see it. She brings it up with with uh, Billy Trini. Trini, I think it was where she's like, you know, everyone in the whole planet is going to die, but I'll have you. I'll you can be spared hmm. if you help me. You know, and she's giving her the opportunity to betray the team, but playing her knowing that she won't betray the team, but she'll end up bringing the team to where she is. Right. Not because she's tricking them there, but because they're going to go and and fight the bad guy there. Right. You know, and, um, but you also get this kind of impression of, (laughs) it doesn't matter. It's not really, I'm not really doing anything wrong. It's very naturalistic in that she's saying, I'm not doing anything wrong. They're just going to die anyway. (laughs) You know, everyone's going to die anyway. Why not now? You know, she didn't actually say that, but that's an impression right. I'm getting. I have to from. watch it again because for me it was very muddy. But you're, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Um, I, I and I might be wrong, but then the, there's because there's the whole thing of she betraying Brian Cranston and his his Power Rangers team, and I don't really understand why. I don't understand why she's on the team if she's that bad. Right. You know. Right. Because he says something like she was a great friend hmm. until she betrayed us. Hmm. And honestly, you're not a great friend until you betray them because you're planning to betray them before you actually do the betrayal. <laughs> and so there's a while there where, yeah, you might seem like a great friend, but. Well, I'm hoping in the sequels that we'll get some more backstory with them um, because I, I was I wanted more backstory in this one, I don't know if they could have done that well and still kept the great character development with the team. Um, 
But like they like with the Zords, you know, mm-hmm. they briefly explain the Zords. But I would have liked to, you know, like who sent them? Who sent Zordon and them to go do all this? And who gave them the power and all of the the ship and everything? I would have liked to know a little bit more. Zordon and them? Yeah, I would have yeah. loved to known that kind of stuff. Although that feels very much like there's probably some sort of Green Lantern Corps type of th- yeah. feel of a, some sort of organization out in space. Yeah. And they were on Earth because they're a part of either a Green Lantern Corps or they're the team that gets sent on these missions or something like that. They might be the only ones. They might be one of many. But they came to Earth to defend Earth from Rita. They came to Earth to protect Earth's life crystal. Right. The Zeo crystal. Yeah. Whatever it is. They were there to protect it so that life on Earth could evolve and develop and... You know, all life is sacred. Right, right, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So. So what did you think of uh, the fighting, the fight scenes? They were okay. They they weren't super impressive. Uh, but, you, I mean, again, I know enough that when I see them start to fight the putties in the uh, in the, the quarry. Yeah. In the, the, the well, actually, it was a gold mine. Yeah. Really. Um like that was typical of well, that's Power Rangers. Hilarious because I'm pretty sure most of the fight scenes in the show were in like a quarry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. I recognize this as a callback <laughs> yeah. to that. Well, the best part, like, because they don't get their suits until the third act. They don't become the Power Rangers mm-hmm. until Act Three, which was okay. You know, whatever. We needed the characters. It's the we, origin story. We care about them because of all the the character development and. But as soon as they get the suits, man, it is the TV show episode. I mean, they're they're jumping up out of the water and they're doing the coordinated landing and poses uh-huh. at the same time. Yeah, and <laughs> and now they all know karate. <laughs> well, but they've trained that. They, yes, they, yes. they trained for that. And I wouldn't have had an issue with the the choreographed coordination of all that, except for one thing that was again a callback, and that was the voice, the vocal stuff that was going on as they're fighting and because they're going yeah yeah has, hey. yes you know and, <laughs> you can't like, have it without that though it totally that that was like oh i think they've gone a step too far in the wrong direction for me <laughs> and then they almost went right over the line when they're in the zords and <laughs> they play the song yeah yes uh, that was the moment for me i'm like okay what <laughs> the, the the robot um Whatever the robot's name is. Alpha. Alpha. Alpha says, go, go, Power Rangers. It's like, okay, <laughs> I can accept that, you know. Yep. And yep. then it, they start singing. <laughs> yes. Like if it had just singing. been. Now, it wasn't the character singing. If it had just been the musical cue. Right. The, the, it would have been okay. No. But, but no, there it was, was go, the vocal. Go, Power Rangers. <laughs> I could not believe they did that. It's like a total tonal shift. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the left but yeah. i i was cheering my wife will attest to that i was like yeah they did the song and, and but i understand that is just 100 percent nostalgia yeah you know because it does not fit <laughs> no. But, no. it's like having lou ferrigno show up in the hulk movie you know yeah it's just Okay, or, or maybe even more the lonely man piano yes theme yes showing up in the hulk movie but or the Spider-Man song on his ringtone or whatever, yeah, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Now, and then the climax itself, 
some of the fighting stuff that they're doing in the city was okay. But then they're like, we got to hold the line. So this thing can't get to the hole where the crystal can be seen, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, the gal Goldar Goldar can't get there. Cause and part of me is just saying, you know, Goldar should just retreat. Let them come after him a little bit more. And then, but he's just pushing through. And then she's like, no, push them down the hole. And I'm just, oh, this is cheese. This is cheese. And sure enough, she's they're pushing all five of them down the hole. They're like, stay together. We'll die together. Hold on to each other with the robot <laughs> Zord things. And then they all fall and accidentally, because of the emotion of the moment, they form the Megazord. Yeah. Well, and they didn't even know this was a thing. No, Zordon didn't even know this was a thing. It didn't look like. And neither did Alpha. So apparently no team of Power Rangers has been that connected before. Yeah. Where we make yeah. the Megazord. That was cheesy. A little bit. But. A little bit. That was also a big part of the movie was, I mean, the reason they're able to even turn into Power Rangers was because they are able to put others first and learn yep. to, you know, care about each other. Mm-hmm. And even Zordon had to learn that. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And that was a great moment too. Yeah. I, I loved what they did with his character because he's very one dimensional in the show, but they really fleshed him out. A lot. On the show, he was three dimensional. I mean, they had, they had some shape and texture. Oh yes. To that holographic face. Did you know that for the holographic face, I just found this out the other day. They only filmed that once. They only filmed his face moving once. And then they just reused the footage for every episode and voiced over. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, a little bit more, a little bit more depth was put in this yeah, time. Yeah. So he, <laughs> but what he does, you know, where he's basically, you need to power up so that I can be brought back to life, and that's his motivation. One of them. Yeah. I mean, it, that's not the only one. He wants to be brought back to life, not out of selfish ambition, but, but to save be, the earth. Yeah. yeah, because they are failing, and so he needs to come. So he can do the job that obviously didn't get finished because Rita Repulsa is back. Right. And they can't take care of it. But what he ends up doing where he sacrifices his one opportunity to come back to life to bring back Billy. Who died. Like that was was a good moment. I, I felt it coming. You know. I did not. Well, did I? I, can't remember. I, I I did, but it wasn't a bad thing because it was like, oh, that's what they're doing with this character. You know, he's he's going to sacrifice, and they actually let him have a character beat. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, and it's not one that I recommend to everyone. But there's stuff to talk about. Yeah. There's, yeah. It, it was enjoyable. And there was a ca- they got the cameo for uh, the Green Ranger and the Pink Ranger from the original series. They were in there for a little bit. Where were they? They were taking pictures of the Megazord after he had won. Oh, okay. Yep, they were in the crowd. So that was cool. That's a terrible cameo. Like, at least get a... <laughs> you know, let the Green Ranger be the detention teacher or whatever. I mean, well, come he, on. He wanted, like... I watched some interviews with him before the movie came out or while it was still in development. And he's like, yeah, I don't really want to do a cameo and just be, you know, like the guy taking pictures of the Megazord at the end. You know, I'd like to actually be the Green Ranger, you know, back again. I'm like, yeah, that's probably not. No. (laughs) So. No. I mean, maybe if they were doing another season of the show, 
sure, let's bring him back and he can be the mentor or something. I think they actually did that with some characters. That was him. He's he's come back for multiple seasons as different okay. like mentor characters and yeah, things. Yeah, sure. Or make it be the detention teacher, you know, or but just taking pictures of the Zord after the battle. That's uh, I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry to all of you original Power Rangers. <laughs> I thought it was okay because he and he and the Pink Ranger in the show are a thing, and they have them together here in the cameo, and they're clearly together in the in mm-hmm. the cameo. So I I thought it was a cool moment for Power Ranger fans. Or let them serve the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, you know, Rita Repulsa comes and they here have it, and it's got sprinkles. <laughs> Because I think the one she had was with Pink Frosty. Yeah. And it was a Homer Simpson one. <laughs> yeah. Like, if Homer Simpson had a Krispy Kreme. That's what he would serve. Yeah, I think Krispy Kreme is too light for him. I mean, he's a heavier. Mm. Uh, I don't watch the dense, Simpsons. So. Uh, a much more dense donut. But All right. So post-credit. You want to talk about the post-credit scene? Yeah, sure. Did, that, did it have any meaning for you at all? Yeah, it did. I know Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they name drop Tommy Oliver, who's going to be. The Green Ranger. If they do a sequel. If they do a sequel. And I'm I'm pretty sure they will. They've it's not doing great right now. I hope they do. They they said they had it planned out for a six movie story arc. I heard the actors are signed for seven. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I mean If they do it. They're clearly eyeing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, just like every other franchise out there. Yep. Yep. Is hey, franchise. Yep. Let's Well, all the actors I just read in an interview want the green ranger to be a girl in the next movie and this is one of those gender swap things where i would be not happy if really did that. yeah i mean they could do it with the name tommy could be a, a girl's name yeah i yes because they've already i mean in canon now tommy is the name yes yes and i i wouldn't be happy because you have all that great stuff going on with him and kimberly and the betrayal stuff that goes on there and i guess they could swap that out with a you know, if it's a girl, they could do it with a male ranger or or they could do the, the yellow ranger. The yellow ranger, because this is also the first movie with a lesbian superhero in it. I read. So there's that. So if they do that, I'll be unhappy. And I'll also be unhappy if they go with the same costume design as Rita had for her Green Ranger without the golden vest thingy. <laughs> <laughs> The golden vest thingy is so cool. I would uh, disagree. <laughs> that was the coolest I, thing. If that's the coolest thing for the Green Ranger, <laughs> it's then not. you're not making a very good case no, for this was, great, great, great story arc. It was a great story. It was like a six-episode arc yeah, in the TV show, and he just destroys the Power Rangers. With a vest. I mean, that's what makes it. But it makes awesome. him look cooler. I would. It makes him look cooler. And he has the dragon zord that has the missile fingers. <laughs> yeah, that was a stupid zord, too. No, it And he controlled like it with ben. a flute, didn't he? Yes. That was also stupid. <laughs> and he could play different stuff. He came out of the ocean like Godzilla. That was cool. That was awesome. Too bad he looked stupid. <laughs> he does not look stupid. He was super cool. Uh, okay. And what else did he do? Yeah, in the middle of the fight... You got the Megazord versus the Dragonzord, and they're fighting. And then Tommy jumps out of the Dragonzord, goes up into the Megazord, and just kicks the Power Rangers' butts inside the Megazord and kicks him out. Now, see, I didn't see that, but that'd be cool. That was, uh, yeah. So they could do all that cool stuff. I just, he's such an iconic character. I would, I think it'd be a mistake to swap his gender. 
the vest. The vest! Was clearly just, like, they took someone's winter coat and they put some extra seams in it. No. And shaped it into these pointy shoulders. It was metallic and majestic and you know it. It was metallic material <laughs> on foam and you know it. I do. <laughs> But it was great because he was also like it was just missing the fur liner. <laughs> the vest is awesome, but he was like in the school with them, so out in costume and out of costume, he was like kicking their butts and making their lives miserable and just going at them from every angle. It was good. So I would have liked to have seen Skull and Bulk. Yes, or at least have the bully like they name drop Bulk mm-hmm. and Skull. It would have been great to have the song. I don't know the song because they play this every time Bulk and Skull are on the screen they play the same musical riff over and over again until they're off the screen. And it's really annoying. Yeah. But it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the bullies in this were, were girls that, that were bullying Kimberly. Yes. And well, you also had the guy bullying And then Billy. you had the guy who bull- bullied Billy. What a great moment when Jason slapped him in the face. It was. I, yeah, that was It was. Moment. And then they kind of... They, at the end, when... They're having the final battle in the city, and something happens where the bully gets, like, swiped around, and he lands on the car of the girl bullies, the the cheerleader girls. Right. And just to me, that felt disingenuous. It felt like, you know, we're making this point about, you know, not bullying. We're making this point about accepting people and even making a point about, um, I mean, Kimberly did something horrible mm. with with those girls those cheerleader girls. Mm. I mean, those cheerleader girls hated her because she sent some sort of photo that was risque. And I don't know if they were intending it to be that it was nude photos or if they were intending it to be that it was something close to it. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't of herself. It was of one of the cheerleader. It was one of those cheerleader girls. She sent that picture of one of those cheerleader girls to her boyfriend, to the cheerleader girls, to the cheerleader girls, Mm. boyfriend. And said, is this the kind of person you want to be with? That is a terrible, terrible thing. Mm. And, but then by the end of the movie, they're making light of that these girls were bullies. You know, I mean, they, Mm. I'm not saying they have reason to bully Kimberly, but they absolutely had reason to not like her. Right. And the, the whole thing should have been building up to some form of, if not complete reconciliation, uh, Kimberly admitting to them, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, she had her big moment with Jason where she... She did. She realized she'd done horribly wrong. And that is a great, great moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he, he says to her, just because you've done this awful thing doesn't mean you are an awful person. And this one thing doesn't define you. And you need to be who you're going to be, you know. And there's some great platitudes in there. Not all of them 100% Christian platitudes, right. but they are, let's say, Christian adjacent. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I can um, buy that. <laughs> where he's saying things that are definitely coming from the secular world, but they're coming from the secular world uh, through the lens of these are truths, hmm. you know, and um, there is a such thing as forgiveness. There is a such thing as grace, and you can go beyond that one, you know. I don't know if it was this movie or there's something else where they're talking about how, you know, you're, oh, it's, it's Punisher from Daredevil season two, hmm. where she's saying he lives in these 10 seconds of his life. Uh, we're talking about Punisher living in the 10 seconds when his 
his family was killed right in front of him. Right. You know, and, and for her, it's the same kind of thing where she kind of lives in that one action that she did and she can't admit it to anyone else. They have this moment around the campfire where they're all admitting their secrets. And she's like, not tonight. I can't, Hmm. I, I, I still can't, you know? And so that moment then that she has with Jason is a great moment and it's a very honest and raw moment. But then at the end, they turn those two cheerleader girls into a joke and they turn. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning when I said the movie doesn't make fun of Billy, but there is a point where at the end the movie makes fun of the bullies. Yeah. Even though it did a, did a very good job of fleshing out the bullies and giving them uh, motivations that make sense and aren't just, I'm bully, you know, I'm yeah. bulk and skull, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but the motivations that, that they get is so real that then to turn it around and now the guy who bullied Billy, I didn't care about him. Yeah. He's you know, just a jerk. The, him throwing <laughs> him landing on the car. That's great. But he lands on their car. And after that happened, Kimberly sees it happen from her Zord and says, well, that's what you get. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just, no, yeah, that's well, that, right. the, the whole turn for you is it should be something like, I need to protect them or she should have had a moment like, like, uh, Jason got with his father, you know, where, where he saves. Yeah. Yeah. She should have saved them. And it would be like, maybe it's a, it's a head turn where she's like, Oh, they're in trouble. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, or that something like that. Better. You're right. That, You're that right. moment really bothered me because of what they had already done with her character and how good what they had already done was. Mm. I didn't even, I didn't even register with me. I was too focused on the giant robots. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't a big fan of the giant robots. You know, they didn't look the greatest, and and Goldar didn't look that great. The design of that stuff, the the moments were exciting, but the design wasn't the greatest. No, and you know, I had thought that they were do they made, you know, Goldar look the way they did because it would fit well with that morphing mm-hmm. sort of aesthetic, but it had nothing to do with that. No, but it made sense in story. Yeah, I mean, he was pulled together out of gold melted gold like she molded him out of gold in the show he's a giant blue ape alien in golden armor with wings yeah so which is better who can say um if you're going for an mcu kind of thing (laughs) probably gonna skip the ape with wings don't know probably yeah maybe um if they had made him a putty like an advanced putty. Yeah. Which like he kind of was, like a I guess. Yurikai. When you really think about it, maybe he really is. Yeah. Because she's pulling the putties out of just the ground. But he's gold. But Goldar is gold. Mm. There is a lot of gold. You know what? I bet they thought through that. Yeah. That town, by the way, after Goldar is destroyed, they are rich. Set. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a gold mining town. She just mined all the gold for them. She mined all the gold for them yeah. and made a giant statue. That was four stories tall. Of that gold. Out yeah. of gold. <laughs> Wait. And then when he is destroyed, he just falls and melts a little bit. Yep. <laughs> like, well, and now they have, now they have, a, I guess they're going to build a museum over top of the crystal of all life on Earth. I don't know what they're going to do to fill in that hole <laughs> yeah. because I don't know where the dirt went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how much more we can go. Steve, you haven't said much. No, I, I haven't. This is, it's just been exciting just sitting back and watching YouTube. Just 
talk about a movie you'll never see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But that's where I was surprised. I mean, we've probably talked more about this movie than we need to. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, this movie surprised me. And this is one of the reasons why is there was some meat to talk about. You know what had me grinning ear to ear was the fi- the final reveal of the Power Rangers when they're all in their suits and they're walking up the thing and the synthesizer music mm-hmm. is playing. That was cool. That was a cool shot. Cool moment. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. No, no, nothing else to say, Steve? No questions, comments, concerns? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have we convinced you to see the movie? No, not at all. Oh, so you, come on. You're on the airplane. It, you're not even going to put on the headphones. It's a little intriguing that it's it, you know, it's in the Marvel style. That's about the only only intriguing thing. And see, I think this is uh, this attitude, Steve, is what's causing this movie to not do as well. Because I, I, I haven't seen the numbers myself, but I was talking to someone today, and he was saying it doesn't look like it's doing very well mm-hmm. as far as uh, box office. Because honestly, and this is like the go ahead. Well, as you say, the attitude being it's Power Rangers. Yeah, you know who? It, honestly, the attitude I had going in, where it's all right, I'm, I'll go because we will record about this on Thursday, <laughs> and, and if it's as bad as I think it's going to be. Then it's worth the five dollars to have the conversation with Evan about why, what were you doing, making me see this movie? But but it turned out to be five dollars well spent for an hour conversation here. Yeah, and you know, honestly, it is a lot. It's like it's like Green Lantern meets X Men. If you just take the name away from it, that's what it's. I do wonder if you take the name away, it had it be something completely new. Yeah. If man, it wouldn't have done better. No, it, it couldn't. It couldn't do better. It's it's not recognizable if, yeah. if you do that. And yeah, Steve, does Green Lantern meets pa- or uh, X Men sound like a good movie? Which X Men? The first one? Sure. Choose an X Men. An X Men that you like. <laughs> I think uh, Green Lantern was was a uh, truly horrible movie. Not Green Lantern the movie. Green no. Lantern the concept. The concept of Green Lantern meets <clears throat> the concept of X Men. So basically, teenagers given powers to police. The galaxy. The galaxy against bad guys. Not, not, I mean, if I have to be, you know, 100% serious about it, not really. Uh, I guess you don't want to read my new book. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming out. (laughs) Green X-Lantern, man. (laughs) Is there really a new book? Well, there is, but not that. Okay. It's not that. The the new book is uh, Paul. In space. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, With which... animals. Yeah, well, they aren't really animals. They're creatures. Yeah. Animal creatures. Well, any yeah. last words? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I think I said all I can say, and I was preparing for this episode to be just me being snarky to you mm. and you defending Power Rangers. And maybe you like the movie, and I would be making fun of you for just liking the movie for nostalgic reasons. But here we are. And but here we are, and it was a decent movie. Yeah. So, and I guess Steve, you got any last words? No. 
I don't have any first words. Uh, all right. And my last words will be, what is that odious stench? Oh, Teenagers. Back, back, back to that movie. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with Evan's nostalgia instead of mine. Yeah. <laughs> And we appreciate you spending your time with us. And until next time, go, go Power Rangers and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandalien.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. Okay, so we're back. Are you still here? Why are you still here? The movie's over. Ferris <laughs> 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 <Harris> Bueller. <laughs> okay, post-credit conversation about... We talked about the kids. Time to talk about the adults now. Yep. And it's the Justice League trailer, the new one that just came out a couple of days ago. Batman's riding a horse. And wearing Han Solo's hoth jacket. Okay. With the blue fur trim... That the Green Power Ranger is missing from his vest. Yeah. What the heck was that all about? It's cold. Well, why is the Superman cold? cold? It's Batman. Oh, but, I'm sorry. I thought you said Superman. Oh, Superman's no, dead. That's Bruce Wayne, man. Oh, wait a minute. No, okay. I'm sorry. I sort of blanked out there. <laughs> I, I saw it on my phone, so I didn't. I didn't get a lot of detail. Yeah. So I don't like this trailer. A lot of CGI. Yeah, yeah, I can live with that, but I... I mean, it's a lot of CGI. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like almost all CGI. Yeah, because it's it's the whole Zack Snyder green screen. Yep. Kind of. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about the Beatles. (laughs) Did you not like that in there? I hate that. Because it's like, come together right now. It's a peace rallying cry from the Beatles, from John Lennon. And it's come together right now and blow up stuff and beat up things. And, and... save the universe. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of against the meaning of the original song. I don't care one iota about that. I know you don't yeah. because you don't appreciate the <laughs> past. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. The trailer does seem a little awkward. Mm-hmm. In in not just the the choices they made with like music and pacing of the trailer, but also the footage they chose to show. There is some weird shots. I, I let me say this: I don't like the use of that song, but the way they cut the trailer to the song is cool. It works yeah. as far as like the the drums and the the gun 
shots and the lyrics yeah the the lyrics out of context fit you know it's like yeah they're coming together yeah yeah but yeah so let's talk then about the awkwardness of some of these shots they're just kind of thrown in there and why is batman riding a horse because he's going to a remote location and he's not batman He's got a helicopter. <laughs> He's not going there as Batman. He could go there as Bruce Wayne. He's got a helicopter either way. He's not wanting to make a scene. Whatever. He, I, I understand he does have a bad horse in the comics at, sometimes. So Yeah. No, I mean, Dark Knight Returns. Yep, exactly. The climax a is a horse. Of Dark Knight Returns. Um, and then Cyborg's dad has that mother box Mm-hmm. Right, but we kind of saw that in the yeah. last movie. That just seemed like a weird shot to put in the the trailer. I would have I would have put in the the shot where the you know the people are burying the mother box five feet deep in the ground, and that's gonna protect humanity from it. I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> it's just I, it's dark, very dark. The quick cuts. It just doesn't work for me as a trailer. Now, the Aquaman yeah. moments are going to be really cool. Yeah. I mean. He was funny. Yeah. Uh, he used the the line about where he's, he says, ah, dressed as a bat. I dig it. Yeah. You know, I say that. I say I, I dig it. Nice. You know, when I when I tell people about something I think they're going to like, I tell them. You dig it you the know most. What, when, I mean, I'm I quoting saw, Pulp Fiction when I do that. But, yeah. When I saw Aquaman originally. I mean, he doesn't look like, you know, the Aquaman that we, we know and love. I thought he was going to be like this stark, more, not animalistic, but more wild, more, um, you know, like, like uh, sometimes you see King Arthur Mm -hmm. and he's, he's more what a king would have been a thousand years ago, you know, like the warlord king rather than, yeah. Something the, like that. The Camelot and him, fantasy have him king. Just, yeah, have him just be like, yeah, I dig it and woo. And I was like, I was not impressed with that. What? I was much more impressed by by what I thought he was going to be than what I saw there. I, I, so. I like what I saw from Aquaman. I was very happy with what I saw because uh, you talk about he's not the Aquaman. He doesn't look like the Aquaman we know and love. He does look like the Aquaman I know and love because I love the 90s. And Aquaman had the long hair and the armor and the hook for mm-hmm. a hand, and he's yeah. grit and grizzle, and he's Batman light underwater, you know. And yeah, okay. <laughs> and so he was in the in the Justice League cartoon. That's how they characterized how he you know talked and stuff, and he was awesome. But I was not looking forward to a Batman light sort of character. I kind of like how they've got him here. He's kind of like a mix between that and Brave and the Bold Aquaman. Oh, I could see that. Because I'm seeing him more as he's just really super cocky. Like, he's the guy who we say, ah, it's funny, he can talk to fishes. But no, he's the guy who also walks into the room and is like, I'm the strongest guy here. Yeah. You know, and you know what? I'm the king of Undersea Kingdom. And I protect him. Yep. And you take yourself way too seriously, dude. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to knock you down a couple pegs. You know, my sister-in-law's actually met Jason Momoa in the wild. Not at, like, a convention or anything. In the wild? Yeah, in the wild. Like She was surfing, right? Yeah, he yeah. was on a... Uh, she was boogie boarding, and he came by on a stand-up paddleboard and was like, nice boogie board. So, it's kind of cool. But, um, 
I, I like him. Mira is in the trailer. Yep. That's cool. Lois is in the trailer. She is. That's cool. Superman's not in the trailer, but we all know he's going to be in the movie. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, this, this trailer does not get me more excited for the movie. Other than I'm glad Aquaman is going to be treated as an actual legit character. Yeah. Yep. Same, same here with me. It's really vague still. So I'm, I'm waiting to see more. And it's all, it's all shots from scenes that we've seen before the other, mm-hmm. at other angles. So yeah. Or just before or right, right after or yep. something like that. Um, but compare this trailer to the Spider-Man homecoming trailer, which shows you what I feel like it shows you the whole movie. The newest one, the newest, yeah. yeah. Yep. If you haven't seen that new trailer, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to spoil some things for you that I was surprised they showed yep. and honestly wish I hadn't seen. I agree. They're, they're surprises. Now, they might surprise me again by making the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer just all stuff from Act 1. Like a red herring sort of thing. Well, not even a red herring, but like just it's all from Act 1. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter that they spoil like this surprise in act one, because we still have act two and act three right. to go through, but um, I'm doubting it, but it's possible. And yeah, I think I really hope Zack Snyder doesn't, or whoever's cutting the trailers doesn't make the same mistake as they did with Batman V Superman and, and show off doomsday, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, in the trailer. And, and, and on that point, I, I like what they're doing with the trailers because they're just showing us stuff we've seen from these scenes and it's two minutes of like a three hour movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it might be three hours long. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause with Batman v Superman, I mean, we were caught, I was caught off guard several times, especially, you know, because mm-hmm. we were there. It was the, when flash is traveling back in time in Bruce Wayne's dream, I was wigging out. Cause it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and with this, the trailer is clearly trying to say to people, hey, don't worry. We've got jokes. Yep. And there's going to be cool action and there's going to be drama because uh, you have that one quick image of Flash talking to his his dad, his dad, mm-hmm. I guess, in prison. And you've got uh, Cyborg playing football. And, we're, you know, it's which is also kind of weird to just throw in there yeah. out of context. That's yeah. a weird shot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, superhero superhero remember the titans superhero superhero (laughs) (laughs) and they're and they're showing people hey you know we can cut a trailer like guardians of the galaxy with the music the retro music throwback we're cool too watch our movie yeah it wasn't even a a retro i mean was that the beatles yeah Mm -hmm. the song i I was complaining about that's the beatles but it wasn't them singing it but it didn't sound like the beatles singing it no it was a remix it was a retread of it yeah, so still, not really. And, and maybe it's more the Suicide Squad. Oh, well, yeah, with Bohemian Rhapsody and whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah, so the trailer's not me, getting me excited, but, I mean, I'm going to be seeing this this movie Thursday night. You know, yeah. like, that's, Opening. that's a given. Yes. It's not, the trailer's not for me. I just don't know who it's for, and whoever it's for, I don't know if they're going to like it. <laughs> so... There it is. Justice League, the adult version of Power Rangers, which is the teenager version of Justice League. Before we go, biggest thing that you're just hoping to see from Justice League? 
that you want them to be in, to put in the movie? I don't know. I just I want to see it be good. Yeah. I want to come out of that movie feeling like, you know what? These characters that I like, especially Superman and Aquaman, I got to see a really good movie with those characters. Cool. I would like to see Superman with a mullet. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, I, I'm glad you went there because <laughs> I was feeling bad that I couldn't make fun of you about the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> but but Ben, no, they're bringing him back to life. I don't care. I want to see the mullet. I want to see the black suit. I don't. I, uh... If only for one scene, and then we can change it back. But let's do it. Let's go there. There's no good reason to revisit the mullet. With the thigh belt. With his (laughs) bullets in it. (laughs) The black costume, I think, is a cool costume in theory. If not in execution. But I've seen some cool Superman wearing black images in the past. But the mullet, nobody needs that. We've already got Aquaman with his long hair. We need the mullets. Okay, I'll just leave it there then. Steve? Yeah. How about you? I don't like the mullet. (laughs) That's not what I was asking, but thank you. (laughs) I meant, uh, back to the original question, is there anything you want to see in this movie? (sighs) Besides not a mullet? Um, I, you know what? I, I just, I don't know what to expect out of the Justice League movie. I just want to see the characters used well and used to their potential. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of a, almost a given that Superman will be back by the end of the movie. He's in the uh, concept art that they've already released for the... So we like we pretty much know he's going to be there, right? So you know, I mean, you got that, but you know, I, I just, I just want it to be well done. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't. That, We're on the same enough. page, man. Yeah. We're on the yep. same page. And me, you know, as long as it's as good as Batman v Superman, and we get to see the mullet. I'm going to say I don't want it to be as good as Batman v Superman. I want it to be better. Well, of course. I Batman would like that Superman. too. But I would be content with a movie of that caliber as long as we get to see them all. Because yeah. here's the thing. I was talking with someone. You know, I have very few characters in the DC, well, in, in comics in general, that I consider like my characters. Mm. You know, like Aquaman is one. Superman is one. And I've had some good Superman movies. Yep. And Aquaman hasn't happened yet. This is him on the big screen. The one, the other ones are like some of the Swamp Monsters and Ma- the Man Thing movie that I got is one of the few movies that actually makes me angry. <laughs> like I could go on an angry rant right now. It's just all you have to do is ask it and I'll give it to you. I'm not going to right now because no one's asking for it, but it makes me angry. Hmm. And I want to see just good Aquaman on the screen. I, I don't care that he doesn't look He's not clean cut. He's not wearing orange and green. I don't care about that. Just make him good. And like Steve said, I think that's really good the way you put it, Steve, that you let them live up to their potential Yeah. as characters. To be honest, 
way more than I want the mullet, I would like Superman to come back and be Superman. Like in in the fast two movies we'd have we've had Superman like maybe we've had twenty five percent Superman in Man of Steel. Maybe he's fifty percent Superman in, in Batman v Superman. He's working at it. Yeah. I I think Superman is a good Superman in Batman v Superman. If you'd only smile. He doesn't have to smile. I mean, he is <laughs> everyone's complaining about how he was fighting with Batman, blah blah blah. He, he if he was Superman, he wouldn't have to even fight. No, no, he's he doesn't want to fight Batman. Right. He's actually trying to get his help. He's trying yeah. not to fight Batman. Yeah. You know, and Batman's kind of being a jerk. Yeah. You know? And that is they pointed out in the trailer, what is Batman's superpower? He's rich. He's rich. Yep. Take away his money, and what is he? Not Batman. Yep. Take away <laughs> the yellow sun, and what is Superman? Yeah, you're right. Not Superman. But take away his money, his superhuman amounts of money, him being part of the 1%. <laughs> I mean, he's up there. Yep. Take that away. Not Batman. So... Yeah, it's good I, that it's good that he has, uh, he's has self awareness. Yeah, and I I think this is a great opportunity for them to do that when he comes back. You know, he can be changed, have a whole new outlook on life. Because because so far he's he's begrudgingly taken up the mantle of Superman, pretty much. He's not really enjoying it, which I feel like is a a part of the Superman character we know and love. He enjoys doing what he does, so maybe he'll come back and yeah. have that. So that would be nice to see. All right. Well, that's that then. Let's uh, let's say goodbye, gentlemen. Teenagers. Goodbye. <laughs>